hello and welcome to Ted and Tim's Brain Fart. I'm Ted and or Tim. And I'm Tim and or Ted. And today we're asking, which is the best Star Trek ship in game and TV series and films, etc.? Ah, good question, that one. Okay, so, well, there's no real way to... Uh, categorize, categorize. Yes, yes. There's too many G's in there, but I'm sticking with it. That's um, the right number of G's, as far as I'm concerned. Categorize. I, I, I don't know if I could say it twice the same way, but um, there's no real way to uh, put these into their own little groups. So uh, let's go through. Can we do the TV series and then move into any games that we each know? Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Yeah. All right. So we've got the original series, Next Generation. Voyager, DS9, Enterprise, and then finally Discovery. Um, and I do and, say that with bias. And then you got and you got Picard as well. Oh yeah, then we got that. <laughs> right. So, out of those shows, do you have a, a favourite ship that you've seen in there? Uh, I have a mostly my favourite from that lot for nostalgia purposes uh, is is always going to be the Enterprise D uh, from the next gen, just yeah. because that was. That was my entrance into Star Trek World, so I've always got a soft spot for that ship. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's wildly impractical, and uh, yeah, there are the there, there are the, the galaxy, galaxy class. class yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- it's just the fact that you've got you know a thousand people on the ship, half of them are families, and you end up going off and doing dangerous exploration missions and shooting the Borg and. Yeah, well, they're, they're they're a little bit too frontline for the families, but uh, you know, I, I thought later series. Yes, I completely agree. However, in the when it first like, beginning series, obviously because it was an exploration vessel that's supposed to be able to just go out for yeah. five ten years without ever yeah, having to return to a starbase, wasn't it? Was yeah, it? that was the idea behind it. Yeah, so it was so it, it made sense to start with, but yeah, it did yeah. sort of lose its purpose. And I think that's it why they changed to the Enterprise E. Ship, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think that's why they changed the Enterprise E in the end. It became more sleek and more warship-like yeah. because the, the the galaxy became a more hostile place, hadn't it? Yeah. Um. The, it, it, the all the borders of the Federation have been met by a force, essentially. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, I always didn't like the look of it. I always thought it just looked odd. Uh, with it, its it, cobra it, neck and it, the nacelles kind of like just stuck out on pylons, but then. That's the same reason I didn't really like the original Enterprise. I always thought it was too spindly. The original Enterprise did look very spindly, but it sort of it followed a, a design premise. I mean, I, I know obviously, yeah. I know that the way that the way that the series was released, Enterprise came the, the original series came out first, and they yeah. backward compatible every uh, every design element. So that's why it works. But I know that. You got the Enterprise from from Enterprise uh, is is obviously a step backwards to that. Still has the uh, the nacelles on pylons, and then yeah. you step back even further to the the Phoenix, and the Phoenix had the nacelles on pylons as well. Yeah. So it's uh, it's sort of it made a sort of a design choice to have the nacelles on pylons. I don't know if there was any. I don't know if I don't I don't know if they actually had any like Star Trek logic as to why the nacelles were always at the edges. There, there um, is uh, obviously fan theory logic. There's not. Um, an official one which is uh, the line of sight for the engines for some reason creating a stable warp bubble between the engines requires the engines to have a clear line of sight between each other which never made sense because that only applied to federation ships yeah yeah it doesn't make sense at all does it really but other than that um, there's no 
apparent reason for me it was always like an obvious target point shoot the pylons not the engines yeah. or anywhere else and then your ship's crippled yeah yeah shoot shoot the pylon take the engine basically get rid of the nacelle and yeah. then that's them that's them screwed isn't it really yeah uh, but saying that um the my personal worst ship is the Defiant, where the nacelles are really incorporated into the hull. So, uh, I, don't, I guess I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bit, bit of a contradiction there, isn't it? Really, yep. I don't like the spindly yep. pylons. All the py- all the engines being incorporated. No yep. engines on spaceships. That's what sails <laughs> only. <laughs> one big only rocket booster sails. at the back. That's all there's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the the, the uh, is it like like in Star Wars, where it's just one big fuck off engine at the back sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got manoeuvring thrusters and that's all you need. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, uh, te- theoretically, because it's, it's space. You just need manoeuvring thrusters and one big engine at the back, and then you just yeah. spin the ship ra- spin the ship round to slow down, don't you? Yeah, well, that's obviously um, from like other sci-fis that do that as well really well, such as um, oh, The Expanse, they do that The Expanse, yeah, well. yeah. yeah, yeah. They use well, that the, to I'm justify their artificial gravity as well, don't they? They use the inertia yeah. as the gravity, which is brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. The the physics behind um, the expanse they did a really good job I think in terms of making a, a like a, a semi believable space travel I think yeah did a really don't good get job me wrong. That, I think. I, if I could choose to live in either world Star Trek would be the one I'd live in oh yeah expanse. definitely but yeah the expanse has got the science real well I think I mean obviously it's still a sci fi but still yeah I mean otherwise still... yeah can't put too much realism into it otherwise it won't work at all will it <laughs> yeah exactly you put, you put too much realism in it and you've just basically got uh, EastEnders yeah well, not, maybe, 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 maybe maybe that's not even maybe that's not not, not, not enough realism even still uh, but, yeah uh, actually yeah, to be fair I've seen EastEnders it's not that real <laughs> no <laughs> there's a lot of people shouting about pubs but beyond that it, it all gets, it gets a bit silly after that doesn't it <laughs> it does right so but, yeah, your so, favourite ship then we'll get back to subject is the Galaxy Class Enterprise D yeah, I, I I just have a soft spot for for that for that ship. Yeah, uh, no, I completely understand. Obviously, being same age, grew up in the same era, watching the same shows. However, yeah. for me, it was the Voyager. I, I yeah. don't know whether it's because I did start watching Star Trek from as young as I can remember. Um, I, my dad was always a big fan of the original series, and then as soon as the Next Generation was out, it was on as well. Then every episode, every week, that we were watching that. But for me, I think I don't know whether it's I don't know. I was more aware. I don't know, but Voyager for me hit home. It was just a nice, sleek-looking ship, and I don't know. Yes, yeah, so it's more aesthetically pleasing to me, I guess. It's yeah. the 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 only problem I always had with the Voyager, uh, the Intrepid class ship, is the nacelles itself. Again, we've talked about nacelles already once, but um, yep. I don't like the moving nacelles. Right, they did try and justify that in show. I know. It's still not good. Don't get me wrong. I completely agree. There shouldn't be on pylons, but they they obviously just wanted an extra visual bit for it's going to warp, so they put them themselves up. But yeah. No, I, I I get I get in terms of in terms of like a show aesthetic, in terms of like yeah. a uh, th- a thing that would a thing that would make a sci-fi sell, makes sense. Yeah. It but was as because a... of Voyager, the fan theory about line of sight came in. Because when the engines yeah. were down, the nacelles didn't have line of sight on each other. When they moved up, they did. Yeah. Um, the thing that was explained in show was it made a narrower warp bubble. And because the impulse engines were on the pylons as well, 
when they moved out they gave a better turn in radius or something like that but other than that yeah it was all bullshit it was just look good <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's a visual thing um but i i wasn't a big fan of of just you know the the unnecessary extra step to get to warp if you know what i mean yeah um the voyager as well when you overthink it and um go into their like uh, their cargo bay for example their shuttle bays they had far too many shuttles used in show than their shuttle bay could ever hold um yeah yeah uh, i mean the defiant scales compared to the voyager scales it shouldn't have fit in the bay at all the um not the defiant the, the delta uh, flyer the defi- yeah delta flyer that's it sorry uh, especially considering they've always got neelix ship in there and a couple of other shuttles yeah it just never should have fit but obviously yeah it fit it, 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 it's like the it's like they had like they had two you know two or three bedrooms an engine room a bridge and the rest of it was all just shuttle bay yeah because otherwise they would otherwise it wouldn't have worked in terms of size yeah which speaking of going back to the enterprise d their shuttle bay um, on their design plans was huge it was a Absolutely good chunk massive. of the saucer section yeah which like I say it wasn't until I was looking at um, plans of it oh, obviously years ago I was just like wow they had something like twenty a complement a standard complement of 26 shuttles which was a quarter of their total capacity yeah yeah it's just yeah, yeah That's, it's, it's, it's an immense it. size yeah yeah but I suppose if you are again if you are going if you are going out Ten years, yeah. You are going to need a lot of shuttles. Plus, also you need extra space in case you have uh, visitors or you rescue people. So, the, yeah. the, the 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 colossal scale of that cargo bay makes well that that shuttle bay makes it makes sense to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I say, when you think about it, that makes more sense. Which obviously, when you go back to the Voyager and try and think about it, it really doesn't fit at all. Which is a shame yeah. because, like I say, otherwise, nice sleek ship. It, but then it wasn't supposed to be stuck in the delta quadrant basically so no it was it wasn't it wasn't it was just, it yeah. was a, like a, it got whisked out there by mistake didn't it so that was it wasn't yeah. designed to be out for that length of time no it was supposed to fulfill short science missions like in yeah. and out quickly to a star base uh, and the reason it had a high warp capacity was so it could get to a phenomenon quicker yeah yeah it was it, it's, it's a, basically a primarily a research vessel wasn't it so yeah but yeah, yeah. No, so, I think another another flaw I have with um, uh, the Voyager class, and it's probably all ego, and I know for a fact it is all ego, is I don't like the fact that the first officer's seat and the captain's seat are side by side with the console in the middle. The captain was always the the focal seat. Yeah. But in in Voyager, they offset it for the console and put the and put the and put the first officer and captain at the same angle yeah that was actually a uh, design mistake um, in studio setup was it um, yeah when they put down the plans um, the plans for one side of the bridge got mislaid and lost uh, on day of construction so okay. they literally just mirrored the plans oh, alright okay yeah because so, the ready it was either the ready room yeah, I think it was the ready room wasn't supposed to be where it was either, but because they'd just mirrored from the other side where the briefing room is, they just had to put it there. All oh, right, okay, yeah. That, I mean, that's that, that explains why it's gone wrong. But I, yeah, Still, I, I didn't yeah. like it. I didn't like it as a if you, if you if you assume that it wasn't a you know a, a TV a set decision. Yeah. 
Um, I, don't, I just didn't like the fact that the because it was it was always that the captain had the focal seat d- direct center so that he's like he's almost the hub of all the activity yeah and then in that one it's the computer console that's the hub of all activity and the first officer and the captain are you know equal yeah. rank almost because because of their because well, of their seating in, arrangement in later um, obviously uh, fan developments I guess or I don't know if there's any kind of official release. I don't remember it being said in episode, but um, the original, uh, a later justification for it came as the captain was obviously supposed to be in charge of the ship, whereas that other chair wasn't supposed to be for the first officer. It was supposed to be for the chief science officer, because they were basically taking okay. the lead on the research. Uh, basically, so Again. when when Voyager was in place doing its studies, the science officer essentially was the um, captain in charge kind of thing. Uh, I see. Uh, th- I I would really not get behind that even more. In fact, if anything, that, that would anger me more than just it being the first officer's seat. Yeah. Because um, when you have, even now, when you have a research uh, boat going out, you'll have the crew that do the boat and you'll have yeah. the science team and the, the lead science person will be the person in charge of the science team, but they have yeah. no power over the boat. They just tell the captain what they want and the captain does the boat things because the captain is the guy that specializes in the boat. The science yeah. guy specializes in the science. So at no point yeah. would the would the science guy take control of the boat. And yep. so, it, it, you know, ex- extend that to space. There's no need for them to be on even even on the bridge really. If they are on a bridge, they'd have an advisory seat like Doctor Crusher had um, on the bridge. Ne- you know <laughs> that little footstool next to Troy. That, li- yeah. that, that, that little footstool next to Troy. Yes, yeah, he's third <laughs> along. You know, so uh, yeah. No, I say I, I completely agree. It it was just one of those justifications that came out later. Just yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But hey, so. There are two favourite ships. I've already kind of hinted at what I think is the worst ship in Star Trek. Yeah, for you it's the Defiant. Yeah. Um, I didn't like its stupid downward point deflector either. Or, or its counterpoint oh, yeah. point ports visually just being uh, a panel that was just a different colour. Mm. Color. Yeah, yeah. It just made no sense to me. Yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't the nicest looking of the ships. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm honest. It was... It was overpowered for its size it had a warp core that was unstable and likely to blow up that's why its plans were originally scrapped yep um it was the only federation ship so far that had showed any kind of cannons it was the only federation ship that the romulans for some reason just decided yeah we'll give you one cloaking device it was the only ship um given to a commander not a captain and yeah it was just Obviously, he got promoted. Didn't he get promoted to captain to have the Defiant? No, he got the Defiant first and then got promoted to captain. It was very quickly concession, but yeah, he was given like a temporary captain captainship of the Defiant to take it to DS Nine, and it was only like an episode or two later that he was actually physic uh, properly promoted. Yeah. Um. In terms of uh. Like I, I don't know what it's like with the Fe- I don't know with the Federation rank structures and how it works there, but um, they it's not the first time that they gave a ship to a person that didn't rank high enough because um, you you basically the smaller ships it was I, it's been referenced a couple of times uh, were given to uh, lower ranking people for certain periods of time so like um yeah 
you know, you get you get you assign a ship to a, a lieutenant commander so he can fulfill a certain mission. Um, yeah. At that point, he becomes effectively captain of that ship for while he's on that ship, but he still holds the rank of lieutenant commander. That happens. Yeah. That happens in like in like all like sort of navy traditions. You you yeah. you'll often get some of the shittier ships given to people. Um, so that make yeah that him getting it for a couple of days and then get promoted and them saying actually you might as well keep it. Uh, sort of makes sense. I I get that. That's yeah. But it but the the design of the Defiant wasn't great. It was small. It was a bit shit. It yeah. Its nose pointed down. It looked a bit like a sad dog. Yeah. Um. It just one thing that got me was uh, Cisco's introduction of it. It says uh, officially Federation doesn't make warships, but the Defiant is a warship. There's no holds about it. It's just it is. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's a bit shit like I say they don't make warships <laughs> yeah um, and to be fair they, they do kind of make warships because uh, like the Reliant for example was a battleship yeah so yeah, they've, got, they've got they've got a history of making warships yeah. Enterprise E was a warship it, it, yeah it was a it was I think what he was trying to say was that they the don't officially declare it as a warship category. It was like it was a cruiser with tactical capabilities kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this was just thoroughly. Um, it was a. It was supposed to be. It's supposed to be a gunboat. Yeah. 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 But like I say, it there had t- been precedent before it. The steam runner class was basically an artillery vessel. Yeah. And that was referenced in it was either very early on in Next Generation or very late in um, the original series films. Can't yeah, remember when that made its first appearance. I can't. I can't either. But yeah, it was. Uh, and even 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 little things like later on, they had the um, the, the 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 warship that split into three bits. Yeah, yeah. Um, for for tactical remember. advantage, uh, the yeah. Prometheus. Prometheus, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, with its multi-vector assault mode. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, the Defiant's not a great ship. I get that. It's not a particularly good one at all, yeah. in fact. Um, I think one of my least favourites is Discovery. Yes. I did not like the design of the Discovery when it was first announced. I won't yeah. lie. It has grown on me a little bit, but I would put it still at the bottom of the list. The, all the internals, I think, look look good. I think, um, yeah, they've, they've done a good job of making like, making it look quite pleasing inside. See, for me, I always think with their polished floors and large corridors that it looks so much like a Star Wars ship on the inside. It does. It does look a bit, little bit Star Wars. You're right. Yeah. It's like they've tried um, to like take that design element, incorporate it into Star Trek. <laughs> but yeah, as I say, the, the bit that I I just didn't get behind was the fact that it was so much a step away from the just the the what I'm gonna call the star drive section, the the the, the main yeah. fuselage uh, which which would house the engine room traditionally. Yeah. Every other Star Trek show has got a form of a saucer of some description, except for yeah. Deep Space Nine with its with its uh Defiant, but let's say we covered that. Um and then it has a form of a fuselage, whether it be stepped up over over the top, like uh, like the Reliant with the nacelles tucked underneath, or whether it just be like a little spindly bit between the two nacelles, like the like the Enterprise from Enterprise. Yeah. You know, um, they all had some sort of fuselage that was 
very, very similar to, to each other. But then they're going for this fucking humongous triangle thing at the back. It just... You know what annoys me more about that is that in the original, like, um, releases where it showed you that, they hinted that this was supposed to be, like, um, a smashed-together version of some kind of, like, Klingon ship, like the Vorcha or something like that. Um, okay. Where it gets its secondary hull, which you can almost see. And then in yeah. the Discovery series, the story takes place before the Klingons have made that ship. And all their Klingon yeah. ships are some odd, weird design. So that theory is just then thrown right out the window. Th- thrown completely out of whack, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I have problems with the Discovery show because yeah. of two major things. The, the the rubber masks for the Klingons and Michael Burnham. But, we, you know, the ship design is just that triangle bit at the back. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. I quite like the saucer with the the circle in the middle. Yeah, the split saucer. Right. Uh, I don't like the spinning, but other no. than that, yes. <laughs> yeah, say so I, I I'm again mechanically the spinning. It's just I don't I don't understand it. I don't see the point in it. It's not a thing that makes any sense. It's just stupid. But I liked the idea that it because it because it was supposed to be ostensibly a research vessel for this mycelial drive, um, amongst other things. Um, I liked the idea that it had the, the 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 spherical saucer with the the normal donut saucer going around the outside. Yeah. Because it sort of it was it almost gave me like a little step into the next like cause you remember the ship that um in it was in best of no it wasn't best of both worlds it was in the the last ep- the last episode of of the next gen where got Doctor Crusher's ship and it was that that spinny little science ship with the with the, ser- the spherical. Front bit. Yes, with, with the dome at the end. Ah, oh, that's going to yeah. bother me. What the name of that shift is going to be? <laughs> yeah, but the, but it, it it was almost like, you know, it had roots in the discovery thing. If you know what I mean. So that yeah. I, I could get behind that, but then they stick this stupid triangle thing on the back. Yeah. And uh, made it look made it look ugly. And but it, hey, yeah. Discovery did do, I think, a really good job at the end of their. Um, End of the is either end of the first season, maybe a periodically throughout the second season of their version of the original Enterprise. I think they gave it an yes. update good enough and kept enough of the core elements that yeah. it was yeah. it was just a good homage to the original ship. Which yeah, I think, and I think if they'd have messed that up, they would yeah. have lost so many fans. Um, just with the. Uh, People going, nope, I'm done now. You've given me a stupid triangle thing. You've given me a crew that are constantly arguing amongst themselves. You've given yeah. me section that thirty-one stupid... that's never referenced again. <laughs> yeah, that stupid <laughs> alien thing that that you know that that fears death or sees death or whatever the fuck he does, and then all of a sudden he's not afraid of death anymore. You know, you've given me a lot of really really stupid things that we're looking past now because we're because we we're, we're invested in the show. If you fuck up the Enterprise in a Star Trek show. Then you might as well not bother. You might as well just give up at that point. Yeah. But hey, and there is hope for actually um, a spin-off of that of the early Enterprise because the Captain Pike character really shone for me. Um, Captain Pike was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spock was a bit hit and miss, and at the end, he looks like he might be able to pull it together. But yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to a Pike spin-off. Yeah, that that would be quite cool. I think um, yeah. they got to be they got to be they got to figure out how to be careful uh, and uh, so that they can get because obviously they they'll have to tie him into uh, Pike with the BP box at some By point. By the end of it, yeah. 
so they have to, they have to be careful how uh, they. Well, oh, what was it? It was one episode. He was given a vision of potential futures, and one of them was him in the BP box. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. That was a good little nod. Good little yeah step. And I liked the fact they went to um, was it Talos, as well. Uh, yes. They took Spock to Talos. I thought I thought that was really good. If it yeah. could, finally got the finally got the Talosians back, you know, after uh, they they were only they were only ever in the pilot episode, with, with, you know, and that was I thought that was quite good. Yeah. Like I say, that yeah. I think of, of Discovery. That's the only good thing they've done so far. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we're talking about ships, not plot series. I guess um, ships, so not Discovery, series. Ships, not series. Yep. The, Discovery's not a great one. No. If we were going to go series. No, we're not doing series. I was going to go, was going no, to go into it. We're not doing no, that. That's another, no, no, we'll no. do that as another episode another day. <laughs> yeah, right. another episode another day. So, um, any other good ships that you really like seeing in, in Star Trek, either in series or games as well? Because we both play Star Trek Online periodically. and yeah. I've, I've played a few of the other games over the years. Have you got anything from them? Uh, there's quite a few good ships on the on the on Star Trek Online that have come out. Um, some quite nice ones. Um, I liked their updated. Uh, again, I'm, I'm I say I'm going almost back to hero ships, but their updated version, of the Odyssey, for uh, the updated uh, Enterprise. Yes. Um, big fan of that one. It was, it, it was a it was a, a brilliant step into the next, like the next era of the Enterprise. It was. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought it worked really well. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, my a, there's a few only, good ones. My only issue with the Odyssey when it first came out is a bit that I didn't like was the twin neck because it's kind of yes. got that gap in its neck, and I was like, I, it was a functionless bit of empty space. Um, that's what bothered me. But I do like the rest of the aesthetic. Again, spindly nacelles though. It seems like I, it kind of hit with the sovereign that the nacelles no, are no longer getting shorter and stubbier and more in, in, integrated. They went back out spindly. It's like they went completely the yeah. other, other direction when they came in with the Sovereign, and then the Odyssey's done that. And then at the end of um, Enterprise series, where it showed you the Enterprise J, the universe class or whatever it is, and okay. that's got you, you've probably seen it in STO, the big um, uh, Star Trek ship, the next Enterprise, and right. it's so spindly. It looks like it's like all made on one layer. And okay. Yeah, it it's just really not good. And for me, the Odyssey is the best of those three ships purely because it does have that sturdiness to it. But the split neck and the spindly nacelles always always throw me away from it. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I did like um, the further integration of um, a secondary ship, so the Odyssey can poop out the little Aquarius thing, can't it? Yeah. Yeah, the the little drop, drop the little ship out of its bomb. Yeah, yeah. Little fifty, um, it's a little fifty man ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously that takes originally from um, Voyager's yacht. It was supposed to be an, um, a secondary ship that never got shown in Voyager. You can see the outline of it on the base of the saucer section for the Voyager, and it never dropped purely because they they, uh, they only didn't y- use that purely because of the defi- uh, Delta Flyer. They like yeah. the idea of an episode of a space race where they've got to build a ship suitable, so they never used it. Um, yeah, that in, makes in sense. Series. Yeah, um, but obviously the galaxy class had the saucer separation, which and every other the Enterprise, 
Enterprise has yeah. hinted at, but never officially shown. Never used it, have they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, and then you've yeah. got the captain's yacht out of the Enterprise E that drops out the bomb out of the uh, bottom of the saucer, saucer, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, which again was basically the, the secondary massive shuttle, essentially. Um, yeah. But yeah, so which I say I, I do like that with the Odyssey, and STOs kind of drop that into a load of other ships from the Klingon version, the Borsku to the Jemadar carrier has it as well. Um, yeah, there's a few other ships that have little bits that drop out for a bit. <laughs> Just for no yeah. apparent reason. Yeah, the um the Odyssey also got the also has the saucer step as well, doesn't it? So it does, yes. Yeah. Which frustrated you when I turned up in one of my science ships and I could launch basically a small armada from myself, but you could only yeah. do one or the other <laughs> on your ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 always bugged me on STR is that you I can I could drop the Aquarius shuttle or I could separate the saucer, but I couldn't yeah. do both. And that was really annoying. It's just it's it's just an doesn't it, it yeah frustrated the crap out of me because the the two things combined the aquarius is a really fast high impact it's got cannons you know little yeah. little fight you know really good at like fighting and the saucer set the saucer the minute it detaches it starts using um control effects things like gravity well yeah. and stuff like that to draw enemies into a certain area where you can fire on them so it'd be so useful if you could send the saucer section out and it starts doing gravity well, draws all the enemies close, and then Aquarius drops out the back and starts firing its cannons at them. You know, that'd be a high-impact damage area. But, yeah. nope, can't do both at once. Yeah. I'd like to say, uh, with the release of the Jemadar um, playable race, there is their Jemadar carrier that they released on STO is my current favourite STO ship. Yeah, um, I like the sleek, long look at it. It's got spindly nacelles still, but that's a Star Trek universal thing that I just dislike. But it yeah, comes gonna... with uh, four forward firing weapons, which you can equip cannons on, two aft, oh, yeah. two hangar bays, a launchable rear ship, and um, as standard with all Jemadar um, Vanguard ships, two attack wings as standard anyway. Jesus. So, I can launch basically um, six fighters, uh, or oh, sorry, up to twelve fighters or four frigates, depending on how I set up my hangar bay. Yeah. Um, uh, the rear ship and another two um, of the uh, these external um, wing ships that you get anyway. And if I'm a science officer, I've got my holographic fleet. So yeah, I can have like twelve ships out at once easily. Doing that's, high impact yeah, damage before I have to bring in my ship which isn't small and unformidable in its own so yeah it was it's overpowered it's over equipped and then like I said when I look back at something like the Odyssey in game I just think you just got screwed yeah the fact that you can't have your saucer and your ship out and then meantime I can launch god knows how many and you, you, know, you know what makes the Odyssey just that little bit more annoying um, is that uh, the right from the word go if you bought the um uh, the enhanced ex- explorer class, the basically the Enterprise D from um, All Good Things. Yeah. Uh, with the third warp nacelle and the spinal lance cannon thing. Oh yes, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I've got that. The Galaxy X. Sorry, yeah. Galaxy X. They uh, they said right from the word go, it's cannon in, in the show that it can't source or separate because it requires the whole ship's uh, power. To fire the spinal lance. Yeah, instead they made it a sawn-off shotgun effect. 
<laughs> Instead, they made it a sawn-off <laughs> shotgun effect. That you can now separate the saucer and still fire the spinal lance, but I yep. can't. I can't. I can't launch my saucer and my Aquarius at the same time. Yeah, that galaxy also comes with a hangar bay. It also now it does. Yeah, yeah. It also comes with a hangar bay now as well. Yeah, because I which, had that ship as well. But yeah, so I mean that would be my favorite uh, if I could if I if I had it on SGO I think because it's got all the beauty of being a the uh, nostalgic Enterprise D, but at the same time as having some powerful stuff in the background just to be yeah. It's also it's got it's also cause it's also got a cloaking device, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a cloaking device. It can equip cannons. It's got like I say, it's got the shuttle bay, the source of separation. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, but it, it makes it makes the Odyssey look like a you know like yeah. crap. It really does. It's so. just such a shame because I really do like the look of the Odyssey, with the, with the exception of obviously spindling the cells. But yeah, yeah. and, and the, even the bridge of the Odyssey looks incredible as well. It's like it's got it's got this, you know, yeah, you've got the, this the raised raised area for the cap. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's it's just a nice looking little place to be. But uh, yeah. So cool, right? So, uh, any other ships we want to give an honourable mention to? Uh. You've you had a long long love for the Cation uh, crew uh, fight uh, carrier ship uh, years ago. Yes, I did. It, it was just a behemoth of a ship. Obviously, vastly outdated and underwhelming now since the other ship releases and such like that. Oh yeah, because obviously it was classed as a science vessel with two hangar bays, which was unheard of when it was released. It was crazy. Hangar bays yeah. were a new concept for the game in total. I only had six weapons in total, three fourth and three aft. And it could equip cannons, which was, again, fairly new for a large ship. You used to have to have uh, an escort variant an escort of some sort yeah. to do that. But yeah, so, and it was sturdy. And then after several releases, patches, they nerfed it. It was just, it became yeah. a glass cannon without the cannon effect, essentially. Yeah, and that, yeah. And that, that, that was it. That was its major drawback. But it was, it was a nice looking ship. It was a. Long, yeah. sleek blue thing, wasn't it? It was indeed, yeah. And um, the nacelles incorporated alongside the hangar bay, which again I really liked. <laughs> they fit which is weird because you don't you don't like the incorporated. I don't like them on the defiant. I, may, I think maybe I just don't <laughs> like the defiant. I think maybe that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. What What about the the bring it, we'll bring it right round to the the most recent uh, series release? What about the ship that they use in uh, Picard? How do you find the the look of that bad boy, or, or more importantly, the bit that I struggle with, which is the holographic VR throttle control? Right, I understand the holographic um, con uh, controls and interfaces. That was just a, an eventual step that Star Trek was going to. I get no, I get the holographic interfaces right, but it seems like they've gone backwards with having to need to use a joystick. I've got a feeling that, that that's more of his preference. I think you could set it up however you want, because when uh, uh, I want to call her Ravi is on the console, she's using full touchscreen. She hasn't got a holographic anything really in front of her. Yeah, she's got a little um, like a heads up, but she's using the screen. That's if she's more used to that. When Picard sat in the, sh in the chair to, to fly the ship, though, he had to actually use the holographic throttle control. Yeah. but So... Again, though that was a civilian ship, so it could be a case of like just yeah, that particular manufacturer used that situation because it wasn't yeah. supposed to be a brand new ship either, was it? It was supposed to be a kind of a rundown, just transport vessel. 
Sort of, yeah. But I mean, uh, what did you think to having like a? He's, he's virtually got a full holographic crew, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Uh, again, he kind of says in one of the episodes that he got that system from somebody else purely because he didn't want a crew. He didn't like the attachment yeah. of it because he kept losing people. It turns out, you find. Yeah, out yeah. Later. No, I, 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 in terms, in terms of the story, I quite liked it. But it, I, I, what, I, what really made me chuckle was that they were all versions of him. Yeah. And it that was... he particularly, he particularly hated the the hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> that that was chuckle worthy. It was something like just an extra entertainment um, factor. But using it, I don't think like Federation vessels would have it too much. Yeah. It was it was nice to see a step up of the uh, the EMH though. I think used uh, a bit more frequently. Yeah. Like, but basically what they've got there is is the EMH, you know, Mark Fifteen or something. You know, the, it's yeah. the it's the next evolution of what the EMH was going to be. One thing that obviously that whole series was kind of basically uh, um, going on about how the Federation in general feels about synthetic creatures um, like androids and such. They never touched yeah. on what happened with the EMH because he gained sentience and independence and tried did, to liberate yeah. the other Mark uh, Mark Twos that were um, used for mining, didn't he? He sent off that yeah, little yeah. poem or whatever. <laughs> so it kind of never touched on how they dealt with holographic synth yeah yeah that's um because obviously he had a be... ship full so it's not banned yeah but were they were they sentient or were they bound by the programming though that's the that's the question oh uh, yeah well that was it... that was the question with the rest of the androids though wasn't it the, they weren't allowed to be in case they evolved to a point they could break their programming and obviously the holograms can as proof from the doctor from Voyager yeah yeah so yeah it was, 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 was it was kind of like missed it holograms aren't real since is what they said <laughs> yeah basically um maybe maybe it's because it's probably easier to power down a hologram than it is to power down a bloke yeah potentially so like you know if you've got a, if you've got a ship full of holograms you just launch whatever weapon that you've got that knocks out the warp core and the pa- then the ship powers down yeah then all the holo- then all the holograms disappear assuming they haven't been able to replicate the doctor's mobile emitter but yeah that yeah so that was uh like 29th century tech though yeah the Voyager said they couldn't replicate it but obviously yeah with the full resources of the Federation 30 years later it depends if he gives it away that's the thing though isn't it if he yeah. if, 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 if I, I mean what what he'd really need is Picard on his side to because I don't know if he was given sentience like if he was given the rights that Data had yeah I've got a feeling they... didn't they have another trial to determine his vulnerability and the whole data trial was brought up I can't remember to be honest with you I don't it's been a while since I've watched yeah. uh, Voyager so I don't I've just really got remember memory of them referring to the data trial in order to justify him having his own rights and such yeah but hey that's but uh, hey, yeah. a later Holog- a different thing a holographic yeah. a holographic crew I thought was 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 a good was a good emergency protocol to have yeah. on on a ship so you can just go crap I need uh, you know the the guy firing the weapons has died. Activate the emergency weapons guy. Yeah, you know, I quite liked that as a as a feature on your ship. Definitely. Uh, in terms of the look of it, it didn't look too bad as well. I thought it looked quite looked quite nice. I'm really tr- struggling to remember the look of it. It's got engines at the back. If it helps, uh, that always helps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm honestly struggling to remember what that ship actually looked like. I didn't like. Um, 
Will Riker's fleet of all similar ships turning up. They were all the yeah. same design, weren't they? Against the Romulans, all the same design. Which I saw yeah. um, another, I think it might have been a YouTuber pop up saying, look, this is what happened in DS9 when they had um, a, a massive fight gearing up. And it yeah. showed the countless different Romulan ships, Federation ships, Bre- uh, Breen, uh, Kardashians, and then uh, all different kind of variants. No two ships were the same, essentially. And then all of a sudden, they can't repeat that for Arthur scene in Picard. Yeah. They just have to just yeah. actually copy and paste the same ship many times. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's definitely a budgetary issue that, wasn't it? And don't yeah. employ don't don't employ a full team of CGI experts and only employ uh, one CGI expert and a copy and paste button. Yeah. If you look in, if you look if you look into uh, the uh, the Discord chat, I've actually sent you a photo of the uh, Picard ship. Just a second. I heard a beep. I just assumed it was ordinary people talking to me. No, I just I just thought I'd send it. I thought I'd send it through so you can actually have a look. That I, I I've decided that the the sticky out nacelles is a little bit peculiar. Well, the sticky yeah. out bit's a bit peculiar, but on a whole, I think it's quite sleek. You know what? I've got a feeling I've seen that ship in a different franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, with it not being a um, a Starfleet vessel. It's got to have yeah. significant differences, but I don't dislike it. But at the same time, it could just be a generic sci-fi ship for me. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't. It didn't have a very Trek feel to it. But it, I think, in terms of the actual like the the look of it, and yeah, you know, I thought it was all right. I think it was quite a nice looking little ship yeah. for a little freighter type thing. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it should have like cargo containers held between on under its arms. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Right. So that's that. Um, any other ships? I think. We're uh, done, no, we? I, I think yeah. we're done. Yeah. Um, there is one honourable mention I'd like to mention, and I don't think you know of this ship, but from the uh, Star Trek Incursion PlayStation game, there was the okay. Typhon class carrier, and it right. was basically built to be a fortress in space that just launched countless amounts of fighters and it was just right, yeah. a, a nice sleek yet somehow bulky look and it was one of the few um, ships that I really liked um, in a game and it was one that I've never been able to pilot in anything. Star Trek Online can't get the rights to it because it was an Activision game um, Okay. and it was never featured in series because it was just that game one and it was such a good ship that I've always really wanted but alas can never play in a game really but yeah that's my honourable mention <laughs> that's fair enough yeah that's a, that's a fair honourable mention yeah I don't know that ship so I can't weigh in but yeah, yeah. well so what have we learnt today uh, we've learnt that the Defiant is possibly the most useless of all the ships yep um, the best ship I think we're, we're both going to have to go with either the Voyager or the Enterprise D what yeah think? I think they were our first I, I, ships that we compared wasn't it so yeah, I I I still I still I still weigh in for the Enterprise D just because it served its purpose. It was yeah. it was it was it was built to purpose. It worked well, and it. I I know you argue against the nacelles, but that's going to be your whole Star Trek gripe. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I I think in terms of look and functionality and just grandeur, because if you think about it, if if yeah. that rocked up, if that rocked up. Uh, a, a diplomatic meeting or you know even if uh, a conflict and you see the size of that you think oh actually yeah 
It was yeah, the these, biggest these federation are... ship at the time, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So it's just, and it just, it just. Uh, Voyager might be might be fit to purpose for its very for its very very niche thing, but I think the Enterprise, uh, yeah, could could carry its way through virtually any situation. So I think I, my vote would be for the Enterprise. Yep, you know what? I'm going to have to agree with you. Purely functionality, the Enterprise D does hit all the boxes. Uh, Voyager obviously struggled with its ever changing cargo bay, uh, shuttle bay, sorry, and such like that, and its off center yeah. captain seat. So yeah, I will tip the hat. So. We've learned that the uh, Galaxy D, and Enterprise D, yep, Galaxy got- class, sorry, is the best yep, ship. Yep, is the best ship. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, hope you've enjoyed right. learning that with us. And, and we'll, we'll catch you again, again next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.